Yeah, well, here we are at episode number 69, and you know what that means. Oh, Bill boy. and Ted's favorite number. We are going to be talking Bill and Ted, nothing but Bill and Ted, all the Bill and Ted games, all two of them, one of them, all up this episode. Uh, AC, I thought we were going to cover Playboy the Mansion. Why, why would we cover a Playboy game on episode number 69? Well, I thought... Because of the sex... I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1... Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 69 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by a creepy old man in a smoking jacket, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. You'll never guess where I got this smoking jacket from. Did you club Hugh Hefner to death? (laughs) No, I didn't. I just want to, just for clarification purposes, mm. when I got this smoking jacket, he was already dead. Okay, good. At least three seconds. That's, that's all right. Then. Hadn't even hit the floor yet. Did you quote unquote loot his corpse, as they say in the video game world? Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you here, Robbie. Mm. There wasn't a whole lot to loot. <laughs> there was this, um, this, this smashing smoking jacket, velvet, of course, mm-hmm. and a butt plug. And that was it. <laughs> Nothing behind the butt plug, though. No, no golden jewels. No, um, no diamonds. Pretty no Nazi gold. Yeah, because I heard tell that he uh, stashed his. Oh wait, let's not go. Yeah, no, he. I thought he'd be stashing something in there, but nope. <laughs> turns out not. Very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, how Hugh Hefner died. Well, I mean, that's what happened directly after his death. I don't know how he died. How did he die? Uh, I'm gonna say something really mundane, like heart attack. Yeah, heart attack, stroke, cancer of the butt. <laughs> oh, maybe I should, maybe I should take this butt plug out. I don't know. Just I'm actually, I'm actually like, I was surprised when when you were informed me that he had died, because I thought he was one of those people that would just always be around. He would just live forever. Yeah, and just d- keep doing what he's ever always been doing. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he's dead. much like Scatman John. <laughs> I was shocked and appalled. <laughs> He will always keep scatting in our hearts. <laughs> yes. Yes, he will. Along, along with a, a butt plugless. <laughs> Hef. Hugh Hefner. Sorry. Butt plugless. Butt. Butt plugless. That is a new, that is a great RPG character name. I just want to say. A butt pugly, butt pugly, butt plugly. <laughs> butt plugless. Pugless Douglas. Pugless Douglas. All right. I'm going to write that down. Yep. That, that is our new RPG character name. That is our new name for Cody Goff. In fact. <laughs> I'm going to create a Final Fantasy character. Final Fantasy, whatever the one that Cody plays is. Whatever number that one is. God, 14. 14? Yep. Yep. And I'm going to call him... <laughs> butt Pugless. But, but Douglas Butt Pugless. <laughs> That's a great name. And, Fantastic name. And I'm going to follow him around <laughs> and ruin the game for him. That's something that we have been working towards here on Game Life Balance Australia. Mm. So this is episode number 69. It is. The raunchiest number, AC. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get to another good number until, what, 420? Yeah, that's a long way off. <laughs> 
We're not going to get to that number, are we, Robbie? One eight seven might be fun. We mm. could play GTA three or something like that. Yeah. Um, but until then, no. this, is, this is the funnest number. It is that we've been looking forward to for quite some time. So we went through my incredibly large collection. Yes, here's a long collection, large collection of filthy games. Yeah, of filthy, <laughs> filthy games of the uh, smuttiest of po- games. Only the I only put the smuttiest of games up on my shelf <laughs> and up my butt as well. <laughs> only the smuttiest. Uh, Vita is good for that, by the way. The, mm. the the smut stuff and the butt stuff. I was going to say, putting it <laughs> yeah, up your butt. Yeah, it's one of the more comfortable games to have up there. Well. You Let me just tell you this, folks. You do not want an AEG Neo Geo cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> AES Neo Geo cartridge. Up your clacker. No, it's portable in name only. <laughs> oh, God, it's not portable at all. Okay, so. Um, Wait. Was that the portable? No, 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 okay. no. That that is the big. Oh. The AES is the it's advanced the, entertainment system. Oh, it's like the, the it's the home console one. Yeah, it's the home console. The the cartridges mm. are about the size of a Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. You could kill a turtle with it. You well, several it turns out. <laughs> That's, that's, just, and that's just the cartridges. That's we found the system out. itself is pretty big too. <laughs> you can kill many a penguin with it too, as, as we found out on one grey September morn. <laughs> Look, those penguins from that stupid club had it coming. Stupid penguin club. When you're in the church? <laughs> this is going places. It is already. Look, a couple of episodes ago, mm. Rob and I noticed that we were coming up on a very important number. Yes, yeah, a very significant number. And the, the, the thing is that my mind... As dirty as it is, actually went to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where yeah. they meet each other and they go, what number am I thinking of? 69, dudes. And mm-hmm. I saw that movie before I knew what 69 meant. Yes. So that was kind of my introduction <clears throat> to that to that number. So that's you, always kind of been at the forefront rather than the associate, sexual. Yeah. <laughs> you associate 69 with Bill and Ted. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> it's a weird thing to think about. It is. It is. Uh, you know. Now that now that you put sixty nine and Bill and Ted together, well now now whenever I commit that foul sex act with a <laughs> consenting adult, I too will think of Bill and Ted as I'm doing it. I'll think about Keanu Reeves and I will and lose, Alex Winter. I will lose my stiffy, as they say, <laughs> stiffy because Keanu Reeves staring me in the eyes is just something I can't deal with. It'll be flopping in the wind. So so you're the um, you're the Alex Winter in this uh, in the, in this entendre. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The best of the of the Bill and Ted combo. <laughs> All right, so premium Bill and Ted. I can never remember which one's Bill and which one's Ted. I, neither can I. Actually, I can, but I, I I get myself confused because it's actually quite easy. Mm. Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Okay. And I I know that I know which ones they are, but then I think, but what if you're wrong? Mm. And that's what trips me up. Right. So yeah. So anyway. <laughs> important stuff. it is very important i would have been wanting to talk about bill and ted for a long time it's a great movie um but we're well, not okay. talking about bill and ted today no, we are talking about playboy colon that's very important <laughs> the mansion playboy the mansion uh, was a game for the xbox that we are about to talk about from 2005 so rob when we were having that little conversation then mm. about you are now going to think about uh, keanu reeves 69. Yes. Yes. You mentioned when you look him in the eye. Yeah. That's not how a 69 no, no, works. No. I meant when I am having a sexual relationship uh-huh. with a consenting female <laughs> yes. or male, who knows uh-huh. what will happen in the future, mm-hmm. AC. Uh, when I am doing that act, the 69, the 69 yes. of a human, yes. I will I will think about Keanu Reeves' beautiful face. Uh-huh. 
And I'll imagine him looking me in the eyes. Well, when, let's when just I'm say uh, from that angle, he's going to be winking and he's got a big brown eye. <laughs> He'll, uh... I'm trying to, what's, like, what's a Keanu Reeves quote? <laughs> whoa. That's something he says. He does, he does, he does say, say whoa, whoa a, lot. a lot. Yeah, he's known for it. We need guns. Lots of guns. That was more sexual than it... Than it uh, it was probably said in the Matrix, but that's uh, that's the whole point of episode number sixty nine. Yes, that's right. We're getting we're getting a raunchy AC. We episode. are. So very I'm sorry. Raunchy. I'm sorry for our, our families at home who might you know might be tuning in. Um, put the kitties to bed uh, because tonight we're going to do something different and uh, and do something a little bit risque, a little but bit a little bit unfamily friendly. This AC. isn't the first game that we've done that has had a bit of um, risque content. A bit of hanky-panky? Well, yeah, so... Well, We'll hanky-panky, yes, the first, yes. Um, But we have covered a game, Pippi and Bimmy, I think it was called. Yes, Pippi and Bibby. It was our red light special. I want to say it was episode 20-something. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember now. It was the disturbing game, actually. Yeah, that that was like an arcade game where it rewarded you after each level with, like, like scantily, a snippet yeah. of a scantily clad lady, an anime lady, I think. Yes, so that that was risque and and sort of you know hot to trot or something, but it was it wasn't it was nowhere near the raunchy content of the business management sim that we played. <laughs> okay, you ruined it. You ruined the joke. <laughs> so we we did decide to play Playboy the Mansion because I had it on Xbox. Yes, and to do this, I actually had to get the Xbox out of its box mm. uh, because I have a boxed Xbox. I just like saying the word box, box monster from the planet box. Mm-hmm. And I, the, taking that thing out, you forget how big it is. It is huge. It is a mammoth. Mm. But I'll tell you what, the, the, the controller, otherwise known as the Duke, mm-hmm. is one of the most comfortable controllers. It is. That I have played with in a while. I've played with pretty much all controllers ever at this point. Mm-hmm. He's even touched a wonder swan, folks. I have touched, I have touched, I have got all three I touch swans of the Wonder variety very, very frequently, actually. I have all the versions of the Wonder Swan. But this, there's something about, like, I know it's it's girth, it's big, mm-hmm. but it's not uncomfortable. So if you have big hands mm. um, and you don't like putting your, your index fingers up the, the very top of controllers for the the um, the trigger buttons, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. And these ones are kind of halfway down the back. Mm. Very sleek, early 2000s, kind of circular style controller. And it just feels wonderful to me. It just mm. feels like I just want to adapt this controller. And I know that they've released a new controller out there, like Hyperkin put it out. I don't buy Hyperkin products because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love the feel of the original Duke. Mm. It is it is a imposing, but yeah. It's a deadly weapon. You could kill a man. It's with it, that. It has a nice um, weight to it. Mm. It feels good in your hand. And uh, and this is probably where the enjoyment stopped, <laughs> as we played Playboy the Mansion. So we we booted this up and we went. Well, we had, both of us had no idea what to expect. Yes, we went in with a lot of speculation. Yep. Neither of us did any research about this game before we fired. No, it up. so we actually played this game for about three or four hours. That's right. We we actually gave this a red hot go. Yeah, because it turns out it's the kind of game that you need to put in <clears throat> a fair bit of time in to really understand. What it is. I was hoping that it would be an FMV game with Hugh Hefner talking to the camera, saying things like, Hi, I'm Hugh Hefner. Welcome to the mansion. Yeah. You, Let's you, meet the girls. This was made in 2005, so you may as well be watching Tales of the Crypt. Yeah, this morning. Hi, I'm Hugh Hefner. It looks like he's opened the Ark of the Covenant by that stage, I think. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So look, it is. You are in an ambiguous time period. Yes, it's not really. It's it's not nailed down. That's for sure. No, the game was released in two thousand and. Five or yeah, six, but you but look like not- a young Hugh Hefner. Everyone is young and, you know, it's kind of a classic mansion. And uh, the first thing you do is that there is like a, a woman around and a guy called Dick who talks to you. Yes. And they instruct you. Dick Rosenhump or to do something. things like mm-hmm. build a desk. Yes. <laughs> he goes, first thing you should do is go upstairs. Okay, I'm upstairs. That's where the bed is, right? Now we need to build an office because we're going to run the fantastic Playboy Empire. Yeah. So basically yeah. what happens is you need to get a model and mm-hmm. a photographer. They're like your first people who you can hire yes. from a list. You yeah. start off with like $70,000. Yeah. And then you take uh, a couple of photos of the model for your very first issue mm-hmm. of Playboy. And that's that's the easy introduction. You take it. That's the, like a tutorial mission. Basically. Yeah. You yeah. Take a few photos of a sexy lady. Yeah. And, you know, sexy lady, inverted commas. <laughs> a polygonal lady. Yes. Xbox era polygonal woman. Um, take photos of her and then you select your favorite photo, mm. put that on the cover. And then, hey, presto, you've just released the January edition of uh, of Playboy. Yeah. Um, so we, you and I thought, oh, that's good. That was easy. Yeah. I, I, hope, I, I was glad because I, I thought, oh, this game looks like it might be complicated. I'm glad it's not. Turns out that was the tutorial mission. And then from there, things got decidedly complicated. They did, yes. So for each episode that you, each episode, each magazine that you put out mm-hmm. of Playboy, you need a, okay, you, so for, you need a centerfold, you mm-hmm. need a cover. Yes. Uh, you yeah. need an essay, yeah. mm-hmm. you need an interview. Yep. And I think you need oh, a, a pictorial. Quiz, a pictorial. A pictorial. A pictorial, yep. Okay. Yeah. So. You have to get all all of these five things, and to do that, you need to get in people's good graces. Yeah. So you have parties, and you schmooze up to people, basically. You invite celebrities over to your party. Yep. And you, you've got yeah. bars of of like influence, <laughs> like of business and love <clears throat> and friendship, mm. and you can you, you can just talk to them. It's I'm going to say something here, Rob. Mm. It's The Sims. It's basically The Sims. Yeah. Yeah. The whole interface, the way the game looks. Like the ca- even the, just the c- camera perspective, like every character has stats like The Sims, and does the game just basically plays like The Sims? Yeah, um, it's a t- bit more controlled awkwardly. I want to say, like yes. you, you can't create a character. No, you are you are Hefner. You have it, no choice in the matter. No, you are sort of like indeterminate, like mid thirties era Hugh Hefner with yeah. black hair, and 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 he looks very fit and and healthy, not at all decrepit. Um, uh, but yeah, you, yeah. So you can't choose your own. You can't create your own sim. But the whole the whole way the game plays is Sims like to the point where when you're speaking to characters, symbols will appear above their heads indicating the topic they're talking about, and then a little thumbs up symbol will appear to signify that that they liked what they were talking yeah. about. And that is straight up from the Sims. Yeah, and of course they they speak a version of Simlish. Yeah, they speak know, like off brand Simlish. And yep. and you know. It, it works for the game. Like, if you went in there just wanting pictures of naked women, this was 2005, mm. you had the fucking internet, okay? There's yeah. no excuse. <laughs> so they had to actually do something with the game. Yeah, they decided to make a, a proper <clears throat> game out of this. Yeah. For better or worse. And they did. <laughs> and, and you have to build relationships with the people. You mm. can't sleep with the men. 
Um, Unfortunately, yes, the game the game does a bit of a glaring you. oversight in 2018. Probably not so much in 2015. Well, I guess you're you're playing as Hugh Hefner, who yeah. has a defined character. He's, he does. He's definitely he all about the ladies. He is. He is. Apparently, that would um, <laughs> yeah, that would probably uh, you know break out of his character. I suppose. I think well, I was disappointed though that I couldn't like you know have sex on the couch with the. Uh, <laughs> With Jack Hammer, <laughs> noted rock star, or Uncle Cracker, <laughs> just Rob's favorite character. So you have parties, you invite people around, and they're all these fake celebrities. Yeah, they're all like sort of B-list. They, they yeah. sound sort of like a real celebrity, they're like Christina Algara uh, or something. Christina Aguirre, <laughs> which sounds a little bit like Christina Aguilera. Yeah. But- uh, and, and Uncle Cracker, which is... Spelt with a K, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Some, some sort of white rapper, I do believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, yes, Jack Hammer was a rock star. And... Uh, there's, there was a, a few physicists and... Um, sci-fi novelists were Olympian. there. They're all stacked as yes. well. Like, all of, like, you know, the physicist... Um, yes, the physicist was very scantily clad. Very, I think she was walking around topless for a lot of the time, actually. So I think you, you can invite people into your inner circle, which means you can get them. They're your friends. They can come around to your mansion on request. Yeah, you need to get that status because otherwise the only way to... Like, say, take a photo of someone. Mm. Take photos for your center, to your center folder, your, your cover shoot. You need that celebrity to be at the mansion and the photographer that you've hired to be at the mansion. So the only way to get the celebrity there is to invite them to a party, chat to them until they're your friend and you've invited them into your inner circle. And then once they're in your little Rolodex, Mm. essentially, you can call them at any time and invite them over. So throwing parties is a core feature of this game. You can't progress without throwing parties. Yeah. Because you need to meet the celebrities and get them into your inner circle little Rolodex thing um, in order to even, like, progress at all with the game. So... Yeah, the parties are a big part of the game. And you, can have, you can have pool parties, you can have day parties, night parties, you can have swimsuit parties, lingerie parties. Yeah, there's all of these. And you can, you know, and people will just randomly take their tops off. Yep. Now, this isn't <laughs> PS1 era um, Lara Croft completely tri- triangle boobs. No, it's an Xbox. So it's, it's, it's a, got a little bit more power. It's than a bit a PS1. smoother, I suppose. Look, I'm, there's one thing this game isn't. Mm. Sexy. No. I'm just going to put this out there right now. No, uh, it's not. I don't think I've ever actually played a game with that in mind. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. Like, I don't think I've even played Leisure Suit Larry. I mean, At least not seriously. But even Leisure Suit Larry, like... He was pretty sim- tame. Similar to Playboy the Mansion. Hmm. Promises a lot and doesn't really deliver. No. <laughs> doesn't really deliver on that promise. So in uh, Australia, this was an MA15 game, which is the highest rating, uh, like most adult rating you could have gotten in Australia at that time. That's right. So when you uh, are chatting with people and you get all the stats up with several women, you can say... You know, there is the kiss, there is the gently caress. It's very much like The Sims. You can chat them up to the point where these options start to appear that weren't there before. Yeah. That were a bit more racy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like hug. Like hug, make out, ask yeah. to be girlfriend. And we just skipped that one and went to have sex on couch. Yes. And so we had sex on the couch with uh, an Olympian. The Olympian was the first one. We, we chose her because she had the most normal looking hair. Yeah, we this wanted- is 2005, so, you know. We wanted her for a cover shoot. So we thought we'd get an Olympian to be our yeah. cover because that that always gets people excited. When someone who's not normally known for taking the kit off takes the kit off, that's yep. always good. Um, and yeah, the options came up. And we were chatting with her to flirt with her, and we thought, well, why not? Let's see where this goes. Next thing you know, we're having sex on the couch. So the sex on the couch bit, and you think, <laughs> what does that look like? Well, 
<laughs> Hugh Hefner's in a pair of long black board shorts. <laughs> like he's going for a day at the beach. His hair, his hair shining with Grecian 5000. <laughs> his shoe polished black hair. The girl has is basically wearing like a pink G. And he's topless. Yes. And dances in front of Hef on the couch like like a yeah, stripper kind of, for kind a while. Thrusts her crotch in his face yeah, for a bit. And then sits down and then kind of bobs up and down for yes. a bit. And I should mention that when she leaps onto his onto his crotch yep. and, and sort of belly <laughs> butt stomps his crotch basically, <laughs> um, the the controller vibrates. Yeah. Which is very good. The Duke. I think we should call it the, the, the Duke. The Duke vibrates in sequence with her. The Duke gives you some feedback here, folks. <laughs> it does. That's how you know it's the Duke. And I have to say, AC, and you you will you will vouch for me that when my controller started vibrating at that point, I began to uncontrollably laugh. <laughs> this, the funniest bit of this was you handing me half the controller. Yeah, so you so had can, it on, yes, your, on your left, I had it on my right hand, and we were both holding this controller. As an Olympian. The Duke. As an Olympian athlete gyrated on fake UF. <laughs> it was a moment of bonding for us. Uh, yes, that's one way of putting it. It was it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, you can't do much more than that in a game. No. I don't think they wouldn't let you get away with it. Playboy itself as a brand wouldn't get you wouldn't let you get away with it because they're about some things, but yeah. hardcore pornography surprisingly is not what they're about. No, no, there, there's always a line, and, and the they, game the game draws the line yeah. at, at the pants. But you cannot take the pants off the ladies. But you did you did, you were able to get that far, yeah. and you did score. You can score. So we, we released three issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started making increasingly more money. We spent our cash on stupid things like pool parties mm-hmm. where no one went in the pool. Mm-hmm. and uh, A rad tiger skin rug. Yeah, that set us back like 31 grand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a tiger skin rug. Yeah, we didn't spend our money wisely. Uh, and you can also like buy a television with an Xbox. Yes, and, which is great. And, and Hugh Hefner plays like a really bad Doom clone or something. <laughs> it looks like Doom. It was quite good. Uh, so look, there are some there are some interesting extras here. Like the music yeah. you can choose. Yeah. Um. The the default music is always jazz. Mm. Which is appropriate. I which think. is appropriate, and I quite like that music. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of the music is um like the hip hop, which was off brand. Cheaply licensed mid two thousands hip hop. Yes, and the rock was the same but worse. Yeah, mid two thousands and oh god, kind of like that pop punk stuff and, yeah. and like yeah, like scar and it was, yeah, it's pretty. It was not dated, not not great. Um, but jazz is timeless in yeah. my opinion, so that was good. There are a couple of extras every loading screen, which you get a, a few of. Um, a little bit of trivia, a bit of Playboy trivia. You do, and some of it's quite interesting. Yeah, like yeah. he served in the army. Yeah, he did. Hef uh, proudly served for- as a cartoonist, actually, for the right. newspaper. Yes, <laughs> um, but his his cartoon was so bad he did get shot at by his own side. <laughs> um, Friendly fire. Uh, and if you get up, so you can earn points. Like when you complete missions, we were doing the mission mode. You get these like extras points. Yeah. And you can spend those extras points, AC, can't yeah. you? Oh, why, yes. And you can probably spend it on things other than what we spent them on. We spent all our points on the photos of pretty ladies that yeah. you can unlock. So these are actual real photos of uh, playmates. Yeah, playmates or... Well, I think they're all playmates, actually. I think they are. Because there is this hard distinction in the game between a cover model that's often like a celebrity. Yeah. And a playmate mm. that is like a professional nudie model. Like they, yeah. their job is to take their clothes off as yeah. opposed to like the celebrity on the cover. I don't, I don't really know a lot about Playboy yeah. and the and I don't know whether this and, is how it works. Yeah. yeah. But it, it seemed to me that like, and this went from the 60s, 
right to the 2000s. Yeah, so we, we bought some photos. We, bought, we, we spent our money wisely, I see. We, 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 we took we some in the 60s, it, the 80s, and the 90s, and the 2000s. That's right. So we saw some 60s nipples, some 70s nipples, some 80s nipples, <laughs> and some 90s nipples. And, uh, you know, they're all pretty much the same, actually, it turns out. Yeah. Not much has changed in nipple tech. No, it's, no, it's uh, yeah, just digitized photos. So it was a lot of look, airbrushing, probably. This was a lot of. This is just funny to us more than yeah. titillating or sexy. We were pretty much or giggling or like idiots the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, like twelve-year-olds. Yes, but not not like in the way twelve-year-olds do. Where, haha, this is so funny, but I'm getting to see boobs. It's like, oh my god, this is this is. This is a solid six out of ten game, isn't it? Probably the best part of the game is those extras photos when you think about it. It because, probably is because that's actual women that are pretty. And I, that's I, nice. That's nice to see. Yeah, no, no, that's, um, that's, I'm not going to complain yeah, about that. No, but the rest of the game, I actually, really like the trivia. Like the trivia because like yeah. the trivia will keep cycling mm. even if you don't, even if it stops loading. So sometimes it would just stop loading and I would just keep reading the trivia. There were some things like it told you the average height and weight of, yeah. of playmates. Play- and 40% of all of them are blonde, I think. Which is like sort of slightly more than slightly more than the average. If, if there are truly only three hair colours, mm. as porn has taught me, then, then, then you would expect 33% to be blonde, but, but 40%. So blondes are, you know, skewing higher. So they're, they're punching above their weight, AC. They are. They are. Gentlemen prefer them as they're, well. Um, they're, they're well represented <laughs> right. in the medium of topless women. <laughs> Toplessness. That's right. In magazines. It's a funny thing to be playing this game in 2018, AC. It is. It is. A in very the post, kind of the post Me Too world. Because like 2005 <clears throat> doesn't sound that far away from us, but no. it's actually 13 years. Yeah. That is a long time. And I think it is. It is. I think men are, beside everything else that we are. I think we are very self-conscious these days about about ogling women. Let's put it that way. We probably should be, yeah. And and um, we did that for three or four hours while playing this game, but they weren't real women, AC. They were polygonal Xbox women. So Yeah, even Maria came in a couple of times and had a bit of a giggle with us, which it's was not, fun. It's pretty hard to take it seriously. Yeah. I feel like 13 years ago, this might have been the kind of thing where you closed the door and when your mum came in, you were like, oh, go away. But I think 2018, it's not... It's not very sexual. It's kind not of just like cartoony. It is like, you know? yeah, the women do all look distinct. I should say that. They like, look different. That's they true. do look different. There are there are different heights. There are different hairstyles, different skin colors, different ethnicities, mm-hmm. different cup sizes. It's a smorgasbord of objectivity. Yeah, so obviously like they, <laughs> and you know, and the men who come around mm. just look like palette swaps, I gotta say. The men, I'm gonna say, look pretty different. Douchey. Yeah, they do look exactly like they think all look, Jersey Shore. Yeah, think Kid Rock videos. <laughs> so, Rob, what would you recommend this game? In the year of our Lord, 2018, would you recommend Playboy the Mansion? Oh, man. If the part of The Sims that you liked the most was flirting with ladies and having sex with them, then this maybe is something you might like because it is pretty much that bit of the game. Yeah. But Actually, I think the sex in The Sims is better. <laughs> oh, God. You know, you can have a more sexy time. I mean, again... The, you have to stop it in this version. Like, it just keeps going until you press X. Yeah. We just thought that it would stop on its own. And it no, went we for, just... like, three minutes. And we stopped laughing and kind of went, is, is this going to stop? Because <laughs> he's going to get chafed pretty soon. <laughs> I, I hate to sort of, like, sit down and just... But you have to press X. bullet points with The Sims in this game. But yeah. you kind of have to because it is... It is obviously inspired by The Sims. Obviously. And I, I found a menu AC where you can actually purchase, you know, the menu where you can purchase furniture. Yeah. If you select a few, like, shifts to the right in that menu, you can 
use the hand tool and actually move furniture around in the mansion and, okay. and sell it and stuff like that. And it really does become the Sims at that point. Yeah. Um, so, so here's the other thing though. It's not just <coughs> the Sims. No. It is also a management sim yes. as well. So you are running a business that is the core of your empire. Yeah, you and you staff. do make money. You do have stuff and you do need to keep. Yeah. There's income and, and, and there's expenses. Mm. And you can lose money pretty quickly if you hire too many staff or throw too mm. many parties and then don't make your money back with high quality Playboy content. Mm. Um, then you might find yourself in the red. Um, we never did though. So no. I'm not sure what happens if you do bottom out. Um, but look... As a business sim, it's middling. Yep. As a sexy time, it's it's subpar. It's not really very sexy at all. I mean, it it has sexy elements. It's sex tan. It's sex adjacent. <laughs> Somewhere to the left of sex, you know. Um, so I give. Yeah. I, Would we, you recommend it? We checked the the critic critical reception to this game, yeah. which was apparently around about 6 out of 10 for most, yeah, what most I outlets. And I would probably concur with that. Mm. It's not a bad game. It doesn't deserve, like, to be panned because mm. it's a functional business sim with some boobs. Yeah. Um, but I can't recommend it. It's, no. It's, it, it, it fails on many counts. It's, it's, we picked this game because we thought it would be very sexy for our Sexy 69 episode, and it turns out it's actually not. <laughs> it's more of an accounting kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you think, AC? Look, I'm not going to lie. I had a bit of fun with this game. Not yeah. for the way the, the game intended me to have fun with it, but I don't think that matters. We got some fun out of it. We did. Yeah. I'm not going to stand here and say it's a bad game because it's not. No. Uh, it's not a good game. Um, it's it works. Very- we didn't come across too many bugs. We came across one or two. No. Uh, Hugh Hefner got stuck in a brick wall at, at one point. We just kind of left him there <laughs> to die. <laughs> I don't think you can kill him. No. Um, no, they don't have hunger bars or or like toilet bars like in the Sims. That's one difference between the Sims yeah, and this. You, you don't want toilet bars in a you don't want in a Playboy game. You don't want to see Hugh Hefner go into the bathroom. No, you don't. We don't need to see that. No. Um, so look, I don't really recommend this game. But if you have this game and you got a mate over and you th- and you just think it, it would be a bit of fun, mm. it probably will be. Mm. I mean, it you you need to take it a bit more seriously than you think you do at first. Yeah. But after you understand the systems, it's kind of dopey. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of, oh, my God, this is a management sim with Hugh Hefner trying to crack onto people, like all people, all the time. <laughs> There's My favorite bit of this mm-hmm. was you could get with a congresswoman. Yes. Called, what was her name? Oh, God, something King. Now. Chelsea yeah, King. Chelsea or King, yes. Uh, something along those lines. One of the celebrities in our list of celebrities yeah. we could invite so to a party. We <laughs> got her. Uh, she needed us in the crotch at first. Yeah, I think I pressed, like, compliment, mm. and her response was to knee me right in the balls. Which is one of the few times that the NPCs have responded negatively to mm. a uh, an input. So, usually they just go, yay, whatever you do, they're like, they love it. Yeah. But for once, <laughs> Hugh got rejected. He got spurned. However, we kept getting all the bars up. We got it all the way up. She mm-hmm. got into our inner circle. We made out, cuddled on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we said, make girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So she was our girlfriend. Yep. Then you could choose sex on the couch, yep. which we did. And then Rob chose, <laughs> Rob chose break up with, break girl- up with girlfriend <laughs> directly after that. And then Rob goes, oh, hang on. We needed her for an interview. So we had to go schmooze up to her again for another half an hour. So we, sh- we could get it back for the interview for the next issue. You know, I look. So it's just like funny little stories like that. Yeah. Like the game itself is not great. It's not bad. Um, but it's just like funny little stuff like that makes it okay. Yeah, it is pretty funny to think that you can like have sex with a con- congresswoman. 
or like the, one of the characters was like a feminist. I think you can mm. invite to a, a party, which I, I deliver. I was like, oh, feminist. So I definitely invited her because I thought, you know, let's set the cat amongst the pigeons. I think she thing. didn't turn up, did she? I think, I think no. because they can reject. Uh, your yes, invitation. they can. They can reject your invitation. Yeah, yeah. So look, it's not the most politically correct game. No, <laughs> but it's pretty harmless. It's- I'll put it more in like the cheesecake end of the spectrum yeah. as opposed to like something that's actually like offensive. Yeah. I think you'd have to be pretty uptight to, to, to take offense at this game. I think they hit, um, I, I think they hit the only level they could. They yeah. couldn't make it overly sexualized because they wouldn't sell it. And you know, they had to stick to the playboy brand. But if you release a game with playboy, people expect a certain amount of, yeah, uh, of, you know, eroticism i suppose yeah and they built that into the game so look i don't think it could any be any more or any less than what it was it just it just is yeah. it is a six out of ten game no oh, we nailed that congresswoman ac oh god we filibustered her ass oh. no no mr smith goes to washington hey oh god it's okay stop rob what have you been doing other than talking about this for the past 15 minutes when we had a break. It's the closest thing to sex I've had for a long time. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Rob. That, uh, that you and I holding the duke. <laughs> that probably that was, was actually... That was, <laughs> that, was that was a very intimate it was, moment. It, was, it touched me deeply. Um, AC, I've been up and up to a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. But not much game-related thing. But I have been busy. Um, so as I mentioned the other week... The last episode of our show, mm-hmm. I had some time off. You so did. I've I've been um, I've been off work this week. I've been busy though, um, toilet training my daughter. Mm, and that's why you took the week off, isn't it? Yeah, now- that was the that was the sort of um, headline reason that I took a day, the week off. The other reason was I was I felt like I needed some time off. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair enough. Um, but uh, look, I'm, I'm sure myself and all the listeners out there don't want to hear the sorry. Uh, no, the sorted details. Of, details of you toilet training sorted, your daughter. Not sorted, but sort of yeah. just filthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not going to go into all of that, but it's probably going to be a, a longer term thing than we planned, yeah, let's say. Yeah, probably a bit longer than a week. Uh, so, but, you know, I think it's just about sticking with it. Yeah. What um, else do you do with your time? So, apart from all of that, um, so Monday and Tuesday this week, I looked after my daughter and did the toilet training thing. Wednesday, she went to childcare. Mm-hmm. And that was my first sort of proper day off but i spend the day cleaning my house because thursday uh, i had an annual inspection for my my rental property so i'm not sure how it works in america and it might be a different state by state or or whatever but in australia certainly where we live in canberra every year the landlord has the right to inspect the property that they're renting out or send an agent to inspect the property to make sure that you're not, you know, cooking meth or something like that. <laughs> so I had to clean up my meth lab and <laughs> make pack it, it all nice away. Presentable, you know. Um, yeah, so I spent Wednesday cleaning the house, um, Goody. which wasn't too bad because I did spend like a few a bit of time during the week, like with Ruby with me, doing a bit of cleaning, like dusting. I mowed the lawn with Ruby oh, that's while nice. she was with me. Did she um, enjoy that? Was it too loud? To- well, you know, she found it pretty hard to push the mower, but after I whipped her a few times. Like, <laughs> Got to move and uh, no, no. I did the mowing. I didn't make. I didn't whip my daughter. That's that's a terrible joke. Just in case, any, just in case anyone thought that I, I did that. I feel like the character that I'm creating for this show, like the cartoon character that I play on Game Life Balance Australia. Yeah, people might not put it past him to whip his own daughter. The, um, here's the thing: like, it, it is important to state sometimes that we do have real lives. We are real people, though. Sometimes we do turn it on a bit for the radio. Yes. 
Uh, we we do we do put things on like we we don't tell untruths, but we do sometimes exaggerate ourselves and our personalities a bit because yeah. it's funny and it makes it funnier. That's right. We That's didn't really right. whip children. Rob really isn't a hard right winger. No, but Uncle Stabbo definitely is a drug yeah, dealer. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do this week? I so I cleaned the house. Um, I've been going to the gym, AC. Yeah, this is a new thing for you. Yeah, uh, it's very new and very unusual. I think. Yeah, you've uh, you you are a gym body now. You've been drinking nothing but protein shakes. <laughs> That's right. I've been. You're roided up and you're very angry at I've me. Been I have fist to say, bumping everyone that I meet. <laughs> everyone, old you ladies, everyone, bro, foreigners, <laughs> small children. I've been de- demanding fist bumps from them. Babies. Uh, yeah. So no, I I look. I am entering this world of gym going to ness <laughs> with a certain bit of trepidation. I've I've spent most, as you know, AC. I've spent most of my life. I've dedicated my life to being a dweeby nerd. Um, so this and it's is, worked out for you. Yeah, and this is very out of character for me to go to a gym. I think mm. the last time I was even close to physically fit was when I was doing karate uh, in high school, which is probably from the age of about fourteen through to about eighteen, mm. seventeen, eighteen. Um, and since then, I've been very much not physical in any way. I very much avoided doing anything that required me to be strong or fit. Uh, but recently, uh, I befriended a girl at work who um, her husband opened a gym right near where I live. And How she, convenient. I, it is. It is convenient. It's, it's very local. And in fact, it's called my local gym, which is great because <laughs> um, it is literally that for me. May I give him a plug? Um, and... She kind of was, I guess, giving me a bit of peer pressure to join up to the gym because she's she's a gym junkie. She's that kind of a girl. Mm. Like, she loves it. And um, she's always been, like, telling me I should go and how great it is and everything. And then she informed me there was this, like, early bird special where the first hundred people to sign up get a discount. So, yeah. I signed up. and <clears throat> Sounds like a scam. This, this was, like, okay. three or four months ago. Yeah. Uh, and I was actually the hundredth. Um, that's what I told up, you, which is yeah. which is great. Mm. Yes, that's, that's right. <laughs> Everyone gets told that, um, which was means that I I was the last person to get the introductory, the special introductory rate of like ten dollars a week, which is pretty cheap. I from what I hear. Yeah. Um. Anyway, a few months passed, and I thought nothing of it, and then she told me that oh, our gym's opening soon because it was sort of you know being built. So you you weren't paying ten dollars a week. That no, whole no, time. no, no, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I paid like some small. That's amount. a good scam. I think I paid ten dollars for the first week. Yeah, or something. Okay. Anyway. Months pass. I think nothing of it. She tells me the gym's about to open. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, because now I have to actually put my money where my mouth is and and, and, uh, and actually go to the gym. Because hmm. it's a lot easier to say you're going to do something than to actually do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I had this, like, unusual bloody-mindedness sort of rise up inside me where I thought, no, I'm not going to do my usual thing, which is to skive off and make excuses and wheedle my way out of it. So I actually turned up, <laughs> uh, spoke to the husband guy who, who gave me like, he sat down with me, asked me what I wanted to, to do, you know, what my goals were or whatever. And my goals were very vague. <laughs> I was just said, I just want to be stronger. Thanks. <laughs> um, and he was like, all right, we can do that. You should, I mean, be, you should have been as smart as I want to leap tall buildings in a single <laughs> bound. I should have said, yeah. I want to be more powerful than a locomotive. I want to catch flies with chopsticks. Can you help me with that? <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, anyway, I... He just, he just should have given you some fly spray and then a pair of chopsticks. <laughs> Same effect. Training ones as well with a rubber band. And um, yeah, so so he, he did a, a program for me and I've been, I've been working out. I've been f- 
four or five times. I can't remember which. Yeah. So, are you stronger um, than me yet? Do I need to be no, worried about no, you? No, I'm, I'm probably like, weaker than you, actually. Because I'm actually <laughs> even more weaker. Because because in addition to being weedy and, and skinny, I'm also now very, very sore in all of the muscles of my body. Um, but I understand that this is... The well, early phase of working out is you just hurt. It hurts a lot. Yeah, no, um, that's true. Yeah, And then eventually you kind of... Your body gets used to the stress of it. And then you only hurt in the muscles that are weakest mm. and so forth. So um, it is funny. Like I, I've been noticing a few things about, about my body that I didn't really notice before. Like just, just how significantly weaker my left arm is to my right arm. Yeah. Like doing bar- barbell um, raises and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's very noticeable. Like, oh my God, my left arm is really struggling and my right arm's just going gangbusters. Yeah. Um, so well, There's a lot of favoritism that goes on there. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in sort of correcting all of that stuff. And I really don't have any particular goal. I don't think or want to look like some kind of bodybuilder. I don't mm. think that's even... Do you want abs? Is that kind of where you're heading? You just no, kind of want some abs? I honestly just want to feel stronger. Okay. I just, I've been weak all my life mm-hmm. and I've never been able to do pretty simple things um like just being able to just lift heavy weights and things like that it'll be nice to be able to just like pick up my girlfriend and just like just move her effortlessly and make her giggle you know that kind of thing like that would be i can do that i can't do that i can pick up your girlfriend i I have no girlfriend (laughs) that's why she's so easy to pick up that's right (laughs) um yeah so it would be nice to do stuff like that so this is a new face for dweeby Nerdy That's good. I, I wish you luck. It's, you yeah. know, as I did with my, my month of no, you know, no sugar, no alcohol health thing. I think this is good for you. Yeah. You know, it's good. Like, um, I, I'm one of those people that like <clears throat> when people move, I always seem to get asked despite the fact that I have a very bad knee. Mm. It's like I'm expendable or something. It's like, ah, oh, if he finally, if his knee gives in, whatever, but he's strong enough to move a bed by himself. So he'll do. I think you have a brawny kind of like... I don't know, image or something like that? I don't know, do you know yeah. I mean? I'm not really... It's just the, un- yeah. the only way I'm like... I even have any muscles at all is that my... Um, a lot of my friends are kind of dickweeds. <laughs> a bunch of fucking douchebags who you kind of need to be kind of half fit just in case they attack you. Yeah, I'm thinking of one friend in particular. <laughs> yeah, you are thinking of that one friend and you are right. Yes, that is something that does happen and has happened before. Knowing him is like your own MMA tournament. Yeah, it's just it just kind of happens pretty um, randomly. Let's just say that if I'm like walking next to him somewhere, I walk on his left side because my because otherwise he'd be on my left and that would be bad for my left side. So right. yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Um. So what else have you been doing? You had a oh, week man. off. Did you did, did you get any arts and culture into you? I have. Ace, thank you for mentioning it. So Thursday, that was yesterday, um, was the day that the real estate were going to come out and inspect my property, and I didn't want to be there because I thought it would be a bit awkward. So I went out. Um, so I went to the museum mm-hmm. in the morning, the National Museum. The National Museum. Not the Dinosaur right? Museum, which... <laughs> that's something else entirely. Not that's, a, that's in a bracket of its own. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, educational in inverted commas. Um, yeah, so I went to the National Museum. They have a ex- an exhibit of Roman artifacts from the British Museum, which was very cool. And some of the artifacts are actually like famous. Like I've, I've seen photos of these these statues so they're all authentic yeah oh yeah 100% it's amazing actually to think how they transported them Mm. from Britain to Australia alone is is a fascinating sort of thing to think about Um, yeah some really great statues and busts of emperors and uh, statuettes of gods and goddesses and uh, yeah all sorts of 
artifacts, little... Um, was, like, was Janus there? Because he's my favorite. I, I love that guy. Janus? Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't have an image of Janus. No, they that's had, pity. They did, I was happy to see some images of like some of the planetary gods, oh, so yeah. like Mercury and Jupiter and uh, Mars and so forth. So that was fun. I remember um, those from the anime Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're all less pretty, it turns out. <laughs> I was a bit disappointed. Uh yeah, so that was cool. I, um, Did you learn anything? Because you, you were kind of a bit of a history buff yeah, around that era. It was funny. you kind of know a lot. I actually found myself, to start with, I was reading a lot of the little plaques yeah. they had. But I realized that I know all this stuff. And so I, I actually, Mercury is the Roman god of who cares. It was stuff, you know, about like the way the empire expanded and, and, and things like that that I already kind of knew. Um, but it was it was just great to see some of those, those artifacts. Like they had a... Uh, a very striking um, image of a woman sacrificing a bull to Mithra. They had, um, yeah, these great votive statuettes of gods and goddesses that would have sat in a shrine in a Roman's house. Um, that was part of like the Roman religion. The traditional religion was that they would burn candles and incense and things at the, in front of these these household shrines, and they'd have these gods and goddesses. Oh yeah. Little statue, kind of like the size of like a like a citadel miniature, yeah, more yeah. or less. You know, like little space marines and. And whatnot. Well, um, I know a lot of people who worship those. <laughs> That's right. It's pretty similar. They always fling a bit of water on them before they exit the house. So, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Um, I'm glad I went. I got this silly... I went to the gift shop and got these silly beads that have oh, yeah. a, um, like a Roman legionary's helmet. Oh, that's cute. On it. I mean, it's very unauthentic, but I thought, oh, I'll buy some beads. I like beads. Yeah, beads cool. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. And then, uh, yes, I would recommend... People go check that out if you're is in it, Is it free or is it you got no, to there's an you shell out? But it's worth checking out, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, because those things are probably won't come to Australia again for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just one of those things that I always want to check them out. Because mm. they look like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so hard to get to these sorts of exhibitions when you have a child. I know. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that, oh, that'd be fun. But you can't take your child to I a know. place like that because that's just dangerous yeah number yeah. one we took ruby and i to can't a... just like abandon her in the parking lot for you know two hours not <laughs> yet maybe wait a year first before we do that yeah i mean it's not a casino no <laughs> oh god does yeah. that still happen i i think it does um yeah so that was cool um got my culture on uh then in the afternoon i went out and visited friends which was nice that's cool um, yeah, friend so, of the show. That's right, friend of the show, Nathan Swift. I went and, and hanged out with him, and he showed me a very strange Russian first-person shooter called Escape from Tarkov. So this is made in Russia by Russians. It's yes, it's Russian, and I think most people who play it are Russian. So is he is he getting a lot of <coughs> server lag, considering that that um, is on the other side of the world? I don't know. Actually, I'm, I don't know that he mentions lag being a particular problem. I think okay. there probably are people in Australia playing it as well. Okay, but it's kind of an obscure. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't say like super obscure, but it's yeah, obscure it's enough. Obscure enough, but it's it's an interesting thing. It's kind of like PUBG meets Stalker, if you're familiar with what Stalker is, which we might get into in a later episode. I'm toying with the idea of making that a featured game. Yeah, is um, it free or is it? No, it's probably pretty cheap at this stage. Um, and it's uh, those games have an interesting pedigree to them. Um, Russian, like a you know a first person shooter based on a Russian novel, is not something that that comes up much so, yeah yeah um i'm thinking of making you check that out with me at some we point. could yeah yeah we could we could totally yeah because stalker is an interesting thing it's set in chernobyl which i know you have a chernobyl fascination i do yeah and, and the game is set it's literally- kind of like you know the, the chernobyl is a fascinating case study of, of what radiation is gonna you know bloody well do to the planet one day yeah 
and you kind of got this this terrible, terrible disaster. And the only thing we can really do now is study what happens. Mm. And it's like there are mutant flowers, dogs, fish yeah, out yeah. there, and they're I'm not sure whether you'd call it thriving, but they're alive. <laughs> That's kind of the, the conceit to Stalker, which is not the game that Nathan showed me, but which mm. I'll talk about now happily, is that it's set in Chernobyl. And the idea is that there's been like a ring placed around the site by the government because there's all sorts of like strange science fiction-esque phenomenons happening within the Chernobyl sort of fallout zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's these things called anomalies that sort of are like weird, like, interdimensional messed up things sort of portals and things happening and 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 there's mutants and weird like and there's other and there's people who go into that zone i think it's called the zone yeah memory that like look for like artifacts and things that from the anomalies and try and sell them and it's yeah it's an interesting sort of world there Uh, are several other am i wrong or are there several games in the stalker series there's a bunch of them yeah i thought so that was the one that piqued my interest the most but Mm. i've never never checked it out maybe that's cool because it's russian as it's it's Mm. actually i think it's made in ukraine it's ukrainian but it's it's very eastern bloc there's a lot of vodka there's a lot of AK-47s. There's a ah, lot of... Yeah, nice. it's, it's cool. Yeah. A lot of cigar smoking. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's... I've, I've been having a busy week, a bit of socializing, a bit of fitness, which mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah. Every bone in my body aches right now, AC, but but it feels good in a weird way. I'm kind of addicted to the feeling of my arms being sore. Like, I don't want them to feel normal again. Okay. That's uh, so, worrying, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's me. Uh, the only other thing I'm going to mention is that in three weeks... Red Dead Redemption 2 is dropping. <laughs> I, and I'm excited. I'm just not sure whether whether they need the extra free advertisement at yeah. this stage. I know, but I just want to mention it because although I'm not playing games right now, yep. I expect that in a few episodes' time, perhaps episode 71 or 72. Because next next time is a stream of nonsense, That's right. actually. Isn't and it? I damn sure we'll be talking about games then. But <laughs> maybe episode 71, I might actually have a game to talk about, AC. Okay, That'd yeah. be fun. Oh, I'm one last thing. It. One yep. last thing. Nathan one last did, thing. One the last thing Nathan did loan me Bloodborne. So I might be playing a Souls game again. I'm oh saying. no, not this again. All you do is you you cycle <laughs> through. This is the best game. It's in my top 10. I hate this game. It's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I, oh, that, I'll, I'll be interested to see how this is going. I have to blow the dust off my PS4. What we need, we need to have like a like some kind of growling <clears throat> raw souls update and then you say it's hard yeah. or it's great because the thing is if I, if I do if i do start playing this game it will be something that will you'll be hearing about this game for many episodes so here's the thing rob doesn't just talk to me about games <laughs> on mic yeah. we i hear a lot about games off mic as well you know we do actually talk to each other irl mm-hmm. in real life yeah. so yeah i i kind of it's Kind of cop it on on both mm. counts there. Mm. Well, that's that's me. So what mm-hmm. about you, AC? You've actually you played a game or two, didn't I you? I have been playing games. Uh, I remember last episode uh, I was saying, oh, I've been had having, I've had the hankering <laughs> to play some Famicom games, but I just haven't done it. Woe is me. Where 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 where? Anyway, uh, just before Maria and May came back, which they did last weekend. Hooray! Hooray! I was really really happy. Um, I did actually just set aside a night, uh, and I have about a hundred. I want to say about one hundred and forty, maybe one hundred and fifty Famicom games, which is about fifteen percent of the library, close to 15 percent. Hmm. And I just played some games, and I gotta say, I was in the mood for some Namco games, uh, nice. early Namco stuff. Uh, Namco is famous for um, re-releasing their stuff. This is good. 
uh, I think a lot of companies should really do this because it keeps the games in circulation. It keeps memories alive. Uh, I am the proud owner of the entire PS1 uh, Namco Museum series, mm-hmm. which is um, full of some really great and also some pretty obscure games as well. But I just went Famicom only for this. Mm-hmm. So the first game I played <sighs> was Mappy Land. <laughs> After bitching about Mappy, I just I got it out and I just went, I'm just going to, because I never really figured it out. And I figured it out. Okay. And it's not that great. You now are a Mappy Pro. <laughs> I don't know why the Japanese love Mappy so much. I don't quite understand. Mm. Uh, it is a puzzle platformer because the cats will get you. So Mappy is different to Mappy Land. Mappy Land is like a sequel. You're a, a mouse cop uh, trying to escape cats or like not getting run. You need, you need to get from one end to the other without getting eaten or stopped by the cats. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that, you, you can't really jump over the cats, but you can jump on trampolines like a certain amount of times, like three times before you just uh. fall right through it. And so when you're on the trampolines, even if the cats are on the trampolines, they can't touch you. Mm. So you can push the directional pad to the um, level you want to go to because the level is split into sections. And then, oh, I'll avoid the cat here, but you need to get the piece of cheese. So you get all the cheese from that level, then the exit opens, and then you can go through the exit. Right. So, look, I got through about three levels of that, and I, I picked it up. I got it. It's a puzzle platformer, kind of very simple puzzles, kind of, you know, avoid the cats, get the cheese, mm-hmm. get to the exit. There's a bit of strategy involved. It's my life motto, really. Avoid the cats, get the cheese. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad one. I'm sure you can say it in Latin, too. <laughs> I'll come back to that. <laughs> uh, so, Mappy Land is... Uh, he's unchanged these past 35 years, I want to say. <laughs> so what's interesting about Namco is that Namco were very big supporters of uh, Nintendo early on in the Famicom life. So N- N- Namco had a massive arcade uh, presence in Japan and outside of Japan as well. Mm. Um, Pac-Man, of course, being the biggest, but they had a lot of other hits as well. Uh, and w- they decided to support... Nintendo, and they were instrumental in getting a lot of like good sales for you know because Nintendo had good games, but they only had like three or four of them at the, at the start. <laughs> so Namco really helped them build it up. Mm. But when it time when time came to renew their license with them, they didn't get any preferential treatment. So uh, Nam- Namco were kind of pissed off about that. Right. I've mentioned that before. Um, so there are a lot of really good early Namco games and then they just kind of drop off. Uh, so I played Dragon Buster. Dragon Buster is kind of like an early version of Zelda 2. Huh. Okay. So you've got an overhead map and you've got like branching paths, like usually just a fork in the road. And then you hit like a, a very easy platforming with several different enemies like bats and skeletons and a dragon. Are the bats annoying as fuck? Uh, yeah, they always are in video games. I hate bats in video games. I had to check. I yeah. Had to check. Yeah. So it's, it's a very early game, but I can see the appeal of someone who has only played Donkey Kong or something like that and going, oh, wow, this, this has a bit of depth to it. Like there's a, there's a bit of exploration. Sure. But... Video games move on very quickly, it turns out, so it didn't age fantastically. Right, a bit of a period piece. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Slayer 4, I also have. That one is... Look, 
I don't fully understand it, but at the start, you can choose a character. They're all sitting around like a tatami room mm-hmm. in, an, in like a Japanese inn or something. I th- actually think they're all part of a family. You can choose one of the characters and they have different stats and then you can go to a shop and buy a couple of things. And then you go down into like a big dungeon area where the it's kind of like a big maze. You can fight enemies. You can get treasures. Wow, okay. And you just keep going, 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 going. There doesn't seem to be an end, and I'm not sure what the goal is. That sounds like Rogue, or like Moriah, actually. Moria, it, sorry. It is, but... Pardon me. <laughs> it, it is, but it's not randomly generated. Okay. It's it's There is a set map, and it does change styles a lot. Mm. And it's, it's kind of like a mid, mid-tier game, I want to say. Uh, it's but one is of those turn-based that, RPG. No, no, no. It's it's action, action based. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's action based. It's huh. action based platformer. It's a platformer. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like you, when you go down, it's um, it's still a side scroller. You can just jump on the platforms. Right. It's just the maze is, you know, is basically like a normal maze that you'd see, except with gravity, you just fall down. It's like some sort of massive Metroidvania or something. Yeah, except that it's very small. Like wow. you, you, most of the the screen is taken up by like what you would call a maze. Yeah. for you to transverse it's fascinating yeah look it's one of those games that interests me but when i start playing it i realize that it's a big time investment yeah and it's tough with those retro games to like do i really want to sink that was the problem i had with fantasy star i got really really far in fantasy Star. you did and i was like at some point the fatigue just got to me Mm. like the the investment that was required it was just too great you know in this freaking 8-bit role-playing games and it is like and if that was the only game that you bought for a year yeah you would have bloody well finished that game exactly but in 2014 it was like you yeah know, i've got a lot of other options you do <laughs> and a lot of better options yeah. like fantasy star one it's pretty rough man i'm not saying it's a bad game but boy is it rough yeah it's hard to go back it is yeah um then i played <sighs> Karnov. Karnov, our Russian um, bodybuilding friend who was, uh, I think, sent back to Earth by Christ to do good. <laughs> yeah. This is the Japanese version. The Japanese version is a little bit different. It's like Abraham or someone says. Yeah, Abraham says <laughs> you have to go back to Earth and, um, like, re- you know, read. What, what recant your sins or something like that? I think it actually says recant or something. It's this weirdly theological back backstory. He's actually kneeling in front of a cross yeah. in the Famicom version. I don't <laughs> think that happens. I'm not sure. I don't think that happens in the English version. Um, so, Karnoff is not a bad game. Mm-hmm. In fact, Karnoff has a lot of good things going for it. Right. Karnoff is a hard game, though. Yes. That's this, what I remember. This was the last game I played of the evening. Not the last game I'm going to talk about. But that was the last game that I played. And I I got I had a bit of this was about three or four hours in. I just got a bit of Famicom fatigue by mm. that stage. I was just going, I've been playing these games for hours, I've been switching it up a lot. I wanted to end on a high note, mm. kind of being the high note, <laughs> and kind of being like, I can get to the second level and this is just like, oh, oh ah, oh, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's kind of the sounds you make when you play Karnov. And the sounds he makes as well, oddly enough. <laughs> Having sex with Karnov is a very, very strange yet intimate affair. Look, I'm imagining, though, that he is a powerful lover. Yeah. I yeah, imagine, he's got a lot of upper body strength. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that he's kind of the pin you down to the bed kind of guy. <laughs> he, he does have to kneel before God, yeah. <laughs> It's so weird how much God there is in that game. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. So the last game I wanted to talk about here um, of the Famicom series that I played Mm -hmm. has been something that's kind of been on my mind for a little while. 
called The Tower of Draga. Now, this was kind of the Legend of Zelda before the Legend of Zelda. Now, I'm not sure whether this came out in the arcades in uh, outside of Japan. Mm. Inside of Japan, it was a phenomenon. Right. They were writing strategy books about this game. Okay. And this is an arcade game before it came to console. Right. So what made this game interesting is that it was it is kind of a roguelike. Um, or at the very least, it starts you randomly inside a dungeon in a maze. Okay. And what you need to do, it looks pretty simple. But you actually need to get a key mm. and then get to the exit. And you have to transverse the maze. Now, the first level, there's there's only slimes, basically. Right, okay. That and sounds think, manageable. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, this is going to be easy. You're kind of a, not quite top-down, but you you can, you it's kind of like Zelda. You can face, you know, the cardinal directions. Yeah. And what you do is you put, you think that you're going to slash a slime. You press the button. He unsheaths his sword and very slowly points it out in front of him and then puts it away. And usually you die. <laughs> So the slimes actually own you. Yeah, because you don't know how to play the game. (laughs) Okay. So what you need to do is you need to unsheath your sword, then quickly run into the enemy, kill the enemy, and then he sheaths his sword again, basically. yeah. So is this like an action element? Yeah, this is like an action RPG, I suppose. You could say a very early one. Look, if you play this game, it is both simple and very difficult. Mm. And people are wondering why I mentioned that. Why would you write a strategy game? Well, the arcade version was um, was so popular amongst Japanese people mm. that uh, you know you could you might be able to play for like a hundred yen. You might get not very far, but mm. you might understand something. Right. And then you play again, and then you might get to the second place, mm. and then you go, "Oh, I know. I kind of understand this now." So. On each level of the dungeon, and there are 60 levels, oh God. <laughs> yeah, you need to collect something when you do this. Okay. So, um, like, if you kill three slimes, a treasure chest will appear somewhere in the level, and then you need to go get that treasure chest, and then he will unsheath his sword for, like, an extra second or something like that. You know, just a little bit longer to make it easier for you to kill enemies Mm. or it'll make it more powerful or you'll get a better weapon right and this goes up and up and up and it starts off simple so kill three slimes you go you grab the chest you go you grab the key you go to the next level and then all of a sudden it's kill six you know you know kill three of these enemies some of them get obtuse like Mm. some of the it's like touch this wall that looks like a wall and then that looks like a boxed in wall and then this will appear somewhere else on the map Weird. Yeah, and the reason why people started writing about this is because people were finding it so addictive Mm. to play this game and figure stuff out that it was a communal game. Kids and adults were talking to each other. Working it out together. And working it out and saying, this is what you need to do. Oh, yeah, if you do this three times in this level of the game, Mm. you can do this. So with the graphics are pretty simple and... The gameplay is kind of simple and kind of slow, and it's got a kind of cute walking animation and sound as you walk. Mm, but there's something about it, mm. and I've I've always known that about this game. So I I just played it for a solid half an hour, mm. and I didn't get very far. <laughs> I did not get very far at all. I can imagine. Yeah, but I, there was still I could 
I could sense there was something about it. Yeah. And it's something that I wonder if I should play on the Retro Freak and save scum my way through it, maybe. It's a hard slog. I know it's a hard slog, Mm. but... But man, I, I don't know. There's just something there. Like it's it's pre Zelda, and you can tell that Nintendo took some inspiration from Tower of Draga. Mm. Uh, and there is a sequel, um, Ishta, I think it's I think it's called right. um, like Return of Ishta or something. Uh, and basically, you start at the top of the tower, and then you have to work your way right down. down. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but you have uh, you have the Princess Ishta, uh, I think that's her name. In, in tow this time and you can kind of switch between characters so yeah this was a really popular game in Japan fascinating and uh, you know it's just one of those work things out as you go keep playing replaying replaying kind I love of games. that though yeah there's something about it that you just don't get anymore Jap- Japan I mean this is what I've been told by a friend of the show Nathan Swift is that um, there's a bit of a culture or there was a bit of a culture I'm not sure how much of there still is in Japan but back in the day there certainly was of making games that had a lot of secrets and a lot of crazy crap in them. Mm. And then you pretty much were expected to buy a strategy guide to kind of like get your, get your way through them. And it was part of the fun was to create a game that was so complex and so full of secrets and crazy shit that you had to talk to your friends to beat it. You had to work together and you had to get strategy guides and kind of like kind of, and the strategy guides would only get you so far. They'd be like, have you tried this yeah. or have you tried that? They wouldn't give you the full, like, Yeah, and, you know? and it's And when you think about it, it's very odd to have a strategy guide written about an arcade game. Yeah. So this was arcade before it hit the Famicom. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know, like, I La Mulana, for example, was a, a PC game or a, yeah. certainly a home computer game that was notoriously, like, complex and had, like, millions of secrets and... It was very difficult to get through without guides and, and things like that. And people love that shit. They yeah. love that sort of yeah. that feeling that there's all these hidden things. Uh, but the, yeah, the thing it was, it yeah. was communal. And I think mm. that was the biggest aspect of this game was it looks simple on its surface, but mm. when you get you you dig into it. When, when did it come out? Of curiosity. Oh, uh, I think it's. I gotta say, it's like eighty one or eighty two. Oh wow, so quite early. It's quite early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. look, it's. It is a um, a very early game. Fascinating. I mean, I've I've heard like. The name Tower of Duraga mm. comes up mm. from time to time, but I've never actually it's looked an, into it. It's an animated series as well. And oh, the wow. problem is that I wanted to go deep in depth into this game, mm. uh, into this like arcade and learn lots about it. But every time I type in the Tower of Duraga, all I get is the bloody anime. Yeah, and it's like, I don't care. <laughs> Not only that, but the anime looks bloody recent as well. Uh, oh, actually, it's 84. Okay, game released okay. in 84. Okay. Wow. Mm. Wow. And it wasn't just released on the Famicom. There was also a um, a uh, PC Engine port as well, actually. Oh, wow. yeah. All right, there you go. But um, this is... Let me have a look. This is just th- not going to play on the on the microphone. No, but... no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little mazes. Yeah, basically little mazes. does look like a bit of a ro- like roguelike-esque. It is, it is very roguelike. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's randomly generated. It is, and I think it is actually the Tower of Babel. Including the epic Gilgamesh and the Tower of Babel. Wow. Well, that so, would make sense if the sequel is about Ishtar, because that's another sort of Babylonian. That's yeah. like Venus in the Babylonian pantheon. I think so. Pantheon, yeah. So. Yeah. so this was made, this is actually post Mappy. Mappy. <laughs> it's a post Mappy game. You can date all games by whether they came before or after yeah. Mappy. Kind of in Japan, you kind of can sometimes. <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> All right, so we actually have mailbag coming up. We have some mail. Oh, wow. All right. 
Wait, you're telling me that actual humans listen to this show and write to us when they don't like what what we've said? Well, I'm or not do like it? saying that they do or do not like it, but I'm saying that after the last episode, and we do get feedback occasionally, believe it or not, but mm. I just thought it pertinent to read out <laughs> some of the mailbag from uh, last episode here. So we have a, a person I've never heard of before. Let's call him uh, N. Swift of a place called Canberra. Oh, no, that's too obvious. Let's call him Nathan S. Well, I was... <laughs> yeah, okay, we, we can do that. Nathan S. Nathan's, if you, if, if you want, from a place called um, Bogansville, uh, Canberra, uh-huh. Australia. Sounds, fake country, not real. dodgy. Uh, he has said, he has written in and said, Dear Game Life Balance Australia, I really appreciate your coverage of Street Fighter Zero slash Alpha. Mm-hmm. I think all of your views were 100% accurate. <laughs> yep. It is an incredibly boring game, and you are right, nobody ever talks about it. <laughs> Love, Nathan Suss. <laughs> Well, thanks for writing in. I Thank you. We really like that, Nath. Yeah, um, I, I always like to hear from the fans. Yeah, we, we, we do. We have a lot of... Uh, you're very lucky that we read you out on air, actually. Um, we actually have another one here from um, another guy I've never heard of before, but obviously he's a, an avid fan, um, A. Lynch. Okay. A. Lynch, yeah. But he resides in a place called Nerima, Japan. That sounds fake. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. He says, I agree with Nathan S., Despite the fact you're only reading this out right now. Street Fighter Zero is an incredibly boring game with a limited amount of characters and very bad movesets. I agree with you 100%. P.S. You look sexy in a bikini. Okay, well, I don't know where that last part came from, but I'm going to take the compliment. And that's Mailbag. If you want to be read out on air, on Game Life Balance Australia, please do not hesitate Mm -hmm. to write in. Yes. And I will read your words verbatim. Verbatim. <laughs> on air. Right here. Well, I'm glad that you did that, AC, because I think those people deserved a fair hearing. They did. They did. You uh, know, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tough man, but I'm fair. Yes. I know, pro- I know when I'm right, and I know when I'm right. And, you know, if if we ever got anything wrong, I'm sure that we would we would own up to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But until that point... It's just, it's, just, it's just so hard because I've never been wrong before. Yeah. I can just write about it. That's why we don't have a correction segment. Sometimes I wonder how it would feel to be wrong about something. Novel, mm. I would imagine. It yeah. would feel novel. Yeah, I think it would. All right. I, I believe that you have a uh, sexy seven quiz for me. It's too sexy to be ten questions. I know. So it's got to be seven. That's right. I see. I, I've created a sexy seven question quiz. You had a week off and you got That's seven right. questions out of That's it. That's right. I... I have been busy um, <laughs> doing things other than thinking about this show. Uh, so, for episode 69, I created the sexiest quiz mm-hmm. ever for this show. There might be sexier quizzes on other shows. I can't vouch for that. We but are the only podcast. I'm pretty sure we are the only gaming and lifestyle podcast on the internet. I certainly fucking hope so. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, fucking is what we do best. That's right. Just, just not with each other. No. Unless... The Duke is involved. That's right. Then things get a little bit bendy. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like want to have a YouTube show now, just mm. like with like a puppet of the Duke, and just keep calling him by the Duke, <laughs> just kind of popping up and saying something early two thousands and sassy. <laughs> that would work out very well. Just just quoting Smash Mouth. 
<laughs> hey um, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an all-star. Uh-huh. Get your game on. Uh-huh. L on your forehead. I don't know. I don't really know Smash Mouth. Neither do I. I but just know it from that Trek movie. Hey. That's all you need to know, yeah. AC. That's that, uh, that Shrek movie mm-hmm. was basically describes everything you want to know about the early 2000s. That's, yeah, that's pretty much right. Just watch Shrek. You will get... You'll, you'll get the measure. You'll get the download. Okay, so... Right. Um, we have a seven-question quiz, AC. Okay. And it's all sexy questions. About like sexy it. About sexy video game characters uh-huh. or sexy video games. Okay. So, with that, let's start go. the sexiest quiz. Question number one, AC. When did the first Lara Croft game get released? 1996. Correct. Points for you. And boy, howdy, was it sexy to see those giant cube breasts. I think it was the first time that you could circle around a woman in a game and notice that she had more than two dimensions. That's right. I think that's just what that was. But I remember there was a a big (laughs) furore about it. But Mm. it was was also a lot of people saying, finally, Mm. we have a woman... Protagonist. Protagonist. But, yes. And then it was going, what about Samus from Metroid? Rah, 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 rah. Yes. You know how this argument goes. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware, I see. And whether Lara Croft was sexy or not depends on whether the year is 1996 or not, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number two. What is the name of the verily scant... Oh, pardon me, let me start again. What is the name of the very scantily clad sniper in Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain? Oh, uh... You know what? I've never played this game, but I've heard this the name of this person mm. who breathes through her skin. Mm-hmm. So she has to wear very revealing clothing the entire time. And I have no idea what her name is. So I'm going to call her Sexy Sally, the salacious <laughs> sex pot. No, I'm afraid the name was Quiet. Quiet. Okay. Yep. Uh, but you did get you did get the uh, the part about her not. Uh, being able to wear clothes because she won't be able to breathe, <laughs> which is a great, a great. That's re- such a Kojima thing, isn't it? It's a great thing to be able to tell the Western press when they qu- question your yeah video game character. No, no, it's fine because she she can't wear clothes or she'll die. Yeah, <laughs> she just can't wear them. Keep so, drinking oh, or I'll die. Okay, there's actually a few examples in this quiz of Japanese developers. Yeah, I bet there is trying to explain things to the West and yeah. not coming across very well. No, okay. Um, Speaking of which, question number three. Yep. What is the name of the beautiful transsexual character in the Street Fighter series that started as an enemy in Final Fight? Poison. Correct. And there's an interesting story there where apparently um, they were worried about the fact that you could punch a female character in a fighting game, in hmm. a beat-em-up. Because she was just so, female in so the original told, Final Fight. So they, so they told Western audiences and Western sort of like press that it's okay. It's all right. She's transsexual, thinking that that would Yikes. sort of deal with the problem. Send away. Um, and it's the people, and what they didn't realize was the people would be like more concerned about yeah. transsexual characters in games than they were about the fact that you're punching a woman. So. Yeah, there's just, it's but just, sometimes things just don't translate the way I think it's turned way. around now to the point where people are like, you know what? I think most people will agree that Poison is just a sexy character. Whether, whether she's trans or not, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think she actually became I think a bit agree- of a, a. The agreement is she is trans. You know, yeah, I think she became trans canon. after that, and mm. then I think she was maybe retconned in Japan. Yeah, to be that, I'm not 100 percent sure. The controversy now as to whether she's pre or post op, which there is like a debate. Who cares? There's a debate about this on on, on the internet. AC. Yeah, just <laughs> um, no, no. But the point is, the point is, I wanted to throw in at least one 
okay. um, yeah, LGBT we... character. So sure. okay. um, there's Poison, who, you know, is a, is a, a good looker by anyone's measure. Oh, yeah. Question number four. The sexiest male character I could think of, AC. In my, I racked my brains. Uh-huh. My, my, I'm, I think I have a fairly highly developed sense of homoeroticism. So, the no sexiest character I could come up with. Okay, Duke, what is it? Mayor Mike Hagar. Yes. <laughs> the mayor of which fictional city? Metro City. Correct, Metro City. The sexiest male character. It is. He's, it's I think a he's very been, sexy, he's kind of a bear. City. You know, I, can I think he's him, definitely a bear. I can imagine him sort of putting his arms around me. He does feel, have a daughter, though. I'd feel very safe with Mike Hagar, I think. I wouldn't feel threatened. Except if, like, a gang tried to kidnap me. In which I, case, I'd feel very worried. <laughs> I don't know. If you, if, you, if you kidnapped his daughter, I'd feel very worried. So, question number five. Yes, if I... Yes. Do not kidnap Mayor Mike Hagar's daughter. He doesn't like it. He gets a bit pile drivery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you could verb that word. Yes, I did. I did it, AC. I, I did it for the for the fans. Question number five. Uh-huh. The first... I had to throw this one in because whenever I think of sexy games, I think of Choaniki. So, the first boss in the highly homoerotic video game, I, Choaniki, mm-hmm. is... It's multiple choice because I know you have never played this I've game. I've never... Don't even... So never I, heard I, of this I'm game. I'm throw you a bone, AC. <laughs> okay. Multiple choice. The first boss in I, Choaniki, is... A, a naked muscle man. Uh-huh. B, a naked muscle man taking a bath in a hollowed out hemisphere of the moon. Uh-huh. Or C, two naked muscle men taking a bath in a hollowed out hemisphere of the moon. I don't care what the answer to this question is. I just want it to be C. <laughs> it's actually I, B. I'm I sorry. I just really <laughs> wanted it to be C. And, and Because uh, they can help each other wash the backs. You know, what's that difficult, hard to get to area under hmm. the scrotum? Another fun fact is that the... the um, the image they used of the naked muscle man uh-huh. is pretty much Adam from um, that famous uh, Sistine Chapel image <laughs> with God's finger coming down. So it's basically Adam in a hemisphere of the moon with his finger kind of reaching out, <laughs> looking very muscular. Nice. Uh, so that's fun. Question number six. Uh-huh. How old is the scantily clad Kazumi in the original Dead or Alive She's the one with the sort of butt flap, I'm going to call it. It has been a good decade she's got since red I've hair. played she's got Dead or Alive, flap. any of them. And I think I actually have some of them. She's supposed to be a ninja. Okay, I'm going to say... Okay, no, Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Japan. Yes. I'm going to say either 16 or 17. I'm going to say 17. Correct, 17, you, you got it, AC. Yeah. And there was a really f- a fun thing you can look up on Wikipedia where um, one of the developers... Um, was quoted as someone questioned why they made the character seventeen, and he said, and "Was he, he said, completely honest?" He, no, he was. It was awesome. It was actually kind of awesome, in a way. Mm. Um, awesome is probably too like a weird thing to say, but he he was very unashamed. He said, <laughs> "I was twenty six when I came up with that character, and I thought seventeen year old girls were hot." Okay, and now I and I'm thirty five now, and I still feel that. <laughs> so he doubled down on Ouch. that. Yeah, Ooh. he he, oh, he was just like. Is, here's the thing, Japan. <laughs> Not a very progressive society when it comes to gender politics. Yeah. It was just like, you know what? Fuck you, pretty much. So good on that guy for not Here's an, here's an example. My wife, who is Japanese, yep. bottom rung, despite her incredible intelligence mm. of like the corporate ladder in Japan, mm. office manager here in Australia within two years. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Look. All right. Last question. What do you got for me? <laughs> question number seven. Final question. What is the euphemism for having sex in The Sims? 
What do they call it? What's the menu option? What's what's the name for sex? Um, sexlish. <laughs> do you want to try it again? Or is that <laughs> oh, okay, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, that was a joke, complete joke. Mm-hmm. I reckon having sex mm-hmm. in The Sims is called sexlexia. <laughs> it's actually called woohoo. I was actually going to yeah. say whoopee or something. Yeah. Like one of those old radio yes. terms from the 90s, like, where's the strangest place you've ever had whoopee? Yeah, it's very much that. Woohoo. Yeah. I'm you just... can woohoo your wife. <laughs> no, I've never woohooed my wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... It's, it just doesn't work like that. There you go. Unlike unlike in our featured game, <laughs> when you woohoo someone in The Sims, you get like a little dust cloud with arms and legs sticking out of it or something. Or like they jump under the covers and there are like fireworks. But in, in the Playboy The Mansion, the most sexy game, you get to like feel the controller vibrate as she butt stomps across. I'm going to have to stop you there, Robbie. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you there because it's not just any controller. It's the, the Duke. That's right. The, you feel the Duke vibrating when so, they're having sex. So as an Olympian or a cross-congresswoman. <laughs> cross-congresswoman. <laughs> a cross-training congresswoman. Butt Who's stomps, wearing Crocs? Drops, <laughs> butt stomps your dick. You can feel the, the controller vibrate. Yeah. Hold on it, to the Duke and feel the G's. It, it makes it the best game. Well, All right. uh, AC, you have got three, no, four uh, questions out I of did, seven. I did, so, so yeah, the, I'm, I'm very the wiener I, of, of that sexy not, quiz. Nothing but a wiener, if nothing else. So, uh, what's happening on the Gun and Geek Network at the moment, Robbie? I am not prepared for this question. <laughs> Give me just one, just fill the dead air for a moment, AC, while, <laughs> okay. I, while I look up. I thought you, because you had this look on your face. It's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. It's all planned out. The problem is that they recently made the Google Docs um, private. So before they were public, so you could just go in and read them. Mm. And if anyone with a link could just go in, but now you have to sign into Google. Oh, so, so unfortunately, it took me took me a little bit longer than usual, AC. That's to okay. Access these promo reads, but I have them now. Okay. Uh, so why not talk about a great podcast called... Um, the Starling Tribune, <laughs> which I didn't just um and are over for the last five minutes. Uh, the Starling Tribune, episode 210. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, that's a lot of episodes of a podcast. Starling Tribune reporters, Stargate Pioneer. Hey, hey Rob, I just found out something. Hmm. They're halfway to 420. Hey, hey. All, All, right. Right. Hey. All right. If SP doesn't smoke a big blunt on episode 420 of... <laughs> The Starling Tribune. I'm going to be very upset with USP. Very upset. I'm sure he listens to every episode of this, by the way. The Starling Tribune reporters Stargate Pioneer, Michelle, and Chris review The Legends of Tomorrow. I reckon Chris would smoke a big blunt on episode. Yeah, yeah, Chris. He'd be down. I'd have that up for Chris. He'd be down if I twisted his arm. If we applied the right amount of peer pressure racing. We get him to do the Chris drugs. Chris gets a, a kind of a lot of a, a lot of love from our Look, from our podcast. He can join. He can join other illustrious drug users like um, Cody People. Goff and <laughs> and, uh, and Uncle Stato. Elon Musk or something. <laughs> yeah, <anyway>. okay. <laughs> um, They're in the same category now. Right. They're both famous. Uh, anyways, I'm trying to read a thing. AC mm-hmm. SP Michelle and Chris. Review the Legends of Tomorrow, Season 3, Episode 15, Necromancing the Stone. Hey, that's a clever name. That's pretty cool. That's clever. Points to that. And discuss some recent news surrounding the DC Comics CW superhero shows. Uh, What's CW stand for, AC? 
Um, it is the Warner Brothers Network. Uh, okay. The supporters fully embraced Time Bureau agent Gary this episode and debated what colour to assign necromancing. The reporters also discussed Ava and Constantine's relationship, how the legends need a field marshal, and what mistakes Captain Lance made. So that's a fun show. If you're into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or just the Marvel Universe Check it in out. general. Mm-hmm. Um, DC Universe as yeah. well is in there a bit. And you know what? Comic book shows, they're on the rise. Controversial opinion. I'm going to say that Stargate Pioneer and Chris are pretty good at doing podcasts, AC. So. They're on a lot of them. Uh, I've even been on some of those podcasts with some of those people. They're, yeah. good, they're good people. They're good at talking into a microphone. They are. They're much better than us. Uh, on that note, though, just before we uh, read the copy, I just did want to congratulate Cody Goff. Yes. He did uh, his podcast mm-hmm. um, from curiosity.com. Yeah. Uh, the Daily Curiosity podcast actually won Best Science Podcast. Nice. For those awards that we all pressured you into voting for. Wait, so hey. if you did vote, thank you very much. Cody is a very happy man. He is not talking to us anymore unless it's through his lawyer or through his agent. <laughs> and the man is a giant prick. But congratulations <laughs> to him anyway. It is well deserved. Yeah, that's great. I'm really glad to hear that because he puts a lot of he energy. Does. That in. is his job and he is very good at it. Yeah. Right. So thank you for listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Uh, our internet address. <laughs> Website? Is that the link you're looking for? No, I meant internet address. Our URL? Is... I was about to give out your physical address for being a smart ass. It is GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. Visit us there. And I am on very active on Twitter, Mm -hmm. at ProdTally. And uh, Chad's dead. (laughs) Sorry, but Chad has died. We We haven't told his parents yet, and it's getting pretty fucking awkward. We went away for a little vacation, and we forgot to feed him. And uh, we came back. He was pretty malnourished anyway. Yeah. And I just, I'm just sorry. You know what these millennials are like? They survive on chia seeds and kale. Yeah. Uh, look, we threw him what I thought was kale, mm. but what was actually just, I don't know, concrete. Okay. It was concrete. I had no idea what kale was. You just hit him over there with a cinder block. <laughs> and he died. <laughs> to be fair, I was aiming for his mouth. Yeah. It's basically manslaughter, really. Although the courts will sort this out, I'm sure. God. Justice will be done. <laughs> Killing Chad with a cinder block. Please feed me, conk. <laughs> oh god! I'm like, yeah. yep, I've I, I've hit the end of my limit. My activation, my activation time has come. We sold his fixie for many a dollars. <laughs> I need a new liver. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Review it positive. Actually, you know what? Fuck reviewing us positively. Yeah. Go on iTunes and say these people take their interns' livers <laughs> and feed them to dogs. Write that uh, in the in the in the iTunes review thing. Are we and at see the what point happens. Now where we're daring people to give us bad reviews. Oh, that's a hey hey. That's a good review in my book. I'm just saying. Go on there. Make us proud. <laughs> give us the interview we de- the review we deserve, not the one we need. <laughs> <laughs>